Hello everybody and welcome back to the second day of the Osler program, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast and game. Prepare to enter a world of the occult where horror beyond the scope of human understanding awaits you. We are also one of the many things on the cast of many things. My name is Faye and I will be your game master today. Also with us today is Matt. Hello. And also with us is Pat. Hello there. And Nate. I am here. And Karis. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Bonjour. And last but not least, joining us newly this session is Ben. Hi. Um, does anyone want to summarize what happened for me last time around? Well, we're all alive. And That's true. one of us is five points down on sanity. That would be <laughs> Oscar played by Nate. Um, but yeah, um, I think we all um, got a good introduction to uh, the hospital. And we got to see a C-section, the very first successful C-section. That's, ooh, that's a lot of C's. In successful C-section. <laughs> <laughs> At Johns Hopkins, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we also got to meet Nurse uh, Jane, who is not freaky at all. We got introduced to Dr. Halstead. Okay, here's, here's my summary. Uh, a, a group of new interns becomes friends and has coffee together. And nothing Aww. weird happened. <laughs> we were, nothing weird happened. I think we ended just heading to go get some coffee, I believe. Yes. Yeah, you guys are actually yes. just gone to the uh, cafeteria, I believe, right? We're friends with the lunch, the lunch ladies. So let's go ahead and start off there. The four of you are now gathered in the cafeteria of this hospital, really just the dining room for the um, staff. Uh, it's not really like a cafeteria, I would say. There's mostly just tables that you can sit at and drink coffee. Um, and Nurse Jane is going to leave you there. She says to you, Dr. Martin, remember that Dr. Halstead has a meeting with you soon, and so you should head there at your convenience. Nurses, Dr. Kelly would like to meet you when you're ready on the general medical wards. Uh, yes, nurse. Thank you. Very well. And with that, she leaves. Said Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly. Where's this coffee that we've been promised? We yeah, really use um, a cup. So, looks like there's a little uh, stand over there. You got some coffee. There's some hot water, a couple tea bags, too. Didn't really get too far. I was about to get myself a cup, and I was just told about that. How, how did you guys uh, do with uh, the rest of the day after I came down here? It's only been half hour. Yeah, but it was a little bit weird that I had to go watch a C-section for me just working in the cafeteria, you know? Wasn't that a little bit off? Honestly, that's not the strangest thing I've seen today. What are you talking about? Yes, Oscar, what uh, what are you referring to? Charles, right? Yes. You used to work in a psychiatric institute, is that correct? I have, yes. What did the patient rooms tend to look like? Uh, well, we had a couple different styles. Uh, the standard um, patients that weren't in any fear of hurting themselves were in a standard looking room kind of like a dorm room with um table uh, a little table chair bed a cabinet for their clothing and stuff like that maybe even a little uh, wash sink or basin uh, but we also had some uh, padded rooms for some of the more uh, aggressive or violent types that uh, keep them from harming themselves so to speak i must say i have some concerns about the procedures at this particular institution. How so? I followed the sound that y'all heard. That, that scream? Up to the fifth floor. Yeah. That was... Wait, up to the fifth floor? I tried to find the source and there was some dry blood in the hallway and on one of the doorknobs and the, the rooms are pitch black inside. One of the doors wasn't locked. That's... That is unusual. Um, the lights, not so much. Occasionally, we'd have patients that would like a little darkness, but uh, to have dried blood on the doors—that's that's rare. We we kept a pretty clean ship at the hospital, at the mental ward. Um, Surreal is going to interrupt and say, "All right, mes amis, this is so dark. Let us go get our coffee. We can we can worry about this later. Maybe just in." There's a cup. <laughs> there's a cup extended right in front of you. Oh. Oh, merci, merci. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, conversation got a little heavy. I, I really want...
want to know like how good is this coffee is it like hospital coffee like it's terrible oh or is it oh like it's really... hospital coffee yeah it's hospital coffee it's not like you're what you're used to from I... france <laughs> yes so yeah, i'm gonna say surreal and it's like lukewarm you yeah. know not great coffee she used to work at like a restaurant and she's a little bit pretentious about food so she's gonna drink it kind of like do a double take like oh oh my gosh but then to to not hurt um spencer's feelings she'll just swallow it and be like oh c'est bon ce n'est pas café <laughs> and and then and then she's gonna make eyes at the other two like oh my gosh rescue me hey i had nothing to do with making this coffee it was in the pot i don't know how long it's been there Trust oh, me, good. Is... Okay, she's going to say, like, okay, okay, okay. And she says, I'm sure that you will make better co- cafe. <laughs> this this is horrible. I lean over to her. The key is lots of sugar, lots of cream. Ah, uh, she says, ah, uh, these Americans, they want to ruin the cafe. Anything else that you guys wanted to share with each other? Otherwise, you can pass the next five, 10, 15 minutes here in the cafeteria drinking coffee. Um, but you do know that people are expecting you and it is nearing lunchtime, Spencer. I did have a question for Oscar. Uh, what uh, what floor did you go up to uh, where you saw that uh, stuff? Is that the, that was the, the floor we're the not supposed to go floor. on to? Huh. Yes. Fifth floor. Crazy. Um, two of the uh, other uh, fellow cafeteria workers seemed a little iffy and then i went and questioned them and they didn't want to head up there to bring some lunch and i happen to have a key i just kind of dangle it they want me to make the uh, deliveries up there well if you could keep an eye on room i believe it was room 15. 15 you say all right the patient seemed uh distressed now i'm not medical professional i'll see what i could uh gain just if you if you see anything strange i'm sure nurse jane would like to know would she would she like to know? <laughs> Maybe she would not like to know. She certainly didn't want to hear about your typewriter or whatever incident. What was that? It's not a typewriter. The telegraph. The telegraph. Um, any other summaries that you guys, you guys would like to tell each other at this point? I'm going to keep what I found out to myself. It doesn't seem to pertain at the moment. I don't, okay. don't want to come across as being a, a nosy Nelly either. I want to tell them a very in-depth story about my time <laughs> as a cocktail waitress. Um, I just want to regale them with stories. So you do that. Um, why, why don't you roll us a persuasion check and see if you succeed and see if you entrance everybody with your story. Ooh, okay. Or if they're all just like very bored and fall asleep. Nope, 38 and my persuade is 60. So that's great. definitely persuade. Yes, everyone is very enthralled by your time listen, in Paris. Listen, I put all of my points into persuade, listen, <laughs> and then also pilot. So there needs to be oh gosh, there needs to be a plane. <laughs> um, unfortunately, about twenty minutes into your story, Spencer, you would recognize Anne coming out of the kitchens, and she is looking around as if she's you know looking for someone realizes that you're sitting there at the table and kind of gives you this like death glare um comes up to you and says spencer aren't you supposed to be working you know you make a good time to deliver the lunch let's uh let's let's continue this conversation a little bit later i want to hear more about your uh okay um he just kind of gets up walks towards ann uh bull chance you got this i believe i have an appointment as well as do we. Cyril, I stand up, hold my arm out again. Shall we go meet Dr. Kelly? Allons-y. Let's go ahead and follow Dr. Martin first, and we'll come to the rest of you. So, Dr. Martin, you're going to um, your meeting with Dr. Halstead? That is correct. So you make your way out of the kitchens or the dining area, and it's the same floor. You go to the administrative offices, and you very clearly see doors in the large round basically as you go around looking at all the doors um, it's very easy for you to find dr halstead's name plate on the door dr halstead several seconds after you knock um dr halstead opens the door and says hello oscar come on in ah thank you he ushers you into the room um it's quite a nice office for 1889 oak desk 
you can see his basically his credentials on the wall behind him. He's got several chairs as well as another seated area and it's 1889 so I, he's going to have like a drinking like area too with his uh you know with his like whiskey bottle and like several glasses. He offers you a glass. And you notice actually there are two other people in the room. One of them appears to be an older gentleman, probably around the same age as Dr. Halstead. Um, he's sitting in the side table where there are two other chairs sipping on what appears to be a glass of the whiskey. And sitting at the table um, on the other side, kind of opposite Dr. where Dr. Halstead's seat would be, is a young man who appears to be your age. And this is... Ben, would you oh, like to introduce that's yourself? That's Dodge McGee, who's also a new intern. We're all interns at this at this hospital. You don't have to introduce yourself just yet, but Dr. Halstead says, Oscar, take a seat. Offers you a glass of whiskey. Thank you. Says, this is Dr. Adolf Ma Meyer. Points to um, the older gentleman who's seated in the corner. Chief of psychiatry. And this is Dr. McGee, also a talented intern like yourself. You may introduce yourselves if you like. I'm Dodge. Good morning. Morning. My name is Oscar Martin. I'm an intern here. Just told you my name, and I'm an intern here. Very nice to meet all of you. Dr. McGee, would you be drinking a glass as well? Would you have accepted that whiskey? Uh, he would not. Not drinking on the job? He would Professional. not drink on the job, no. <laughs> He's too busy studying, absorbing. So Dr. Halstead says to you, um, the reason I've called the two of you here today is because I have been quite struck by your talent. And I think that the two of you will oh. do very well at this hospital. Yo, let's go. Nice. He says to you, if you'd like, Dr. Meyer and myself will take you under our special tutelage if you're interested in either psychiatry or surgery. That would be an honor. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Do Are we like picking right now? No, you don't have to. Do, do we have to pick one? Okay, well, I pick surgery, but continue. So he takes a file from his desk and opens it uh, in front of you, the two of you on the table, basically in front of you, um, and tells you, take a look. Tell me what you think. All right, let's see here. We do that. Both of you roll me either a medicine or a spot hidden check, whichever one you would like. The high rolls are bad here, right? High rolls if are I bad. Remember right. Okay, I yeah. failed my medicine check. Okay. I also have a fail. I don't, I don't understand what I'm looking at here. I'm afraid I'm used to morgue reports. Dr. Halstead, you know, kind of gives a little shrug and says to you, I don't expect you to get every single question right. It is, after all, your first day. But if you want to come under my special tutelage, it would do well for you to read as much as you can about everything medical. Is that understood? Understood, sir. Oh, absolutely. Oscar, you still have that um, persuade with, like, advantage, essentially, the next time you talk to him, but uh, I'm going to take that away now because you didn't really impress him this time around. <laughs> and next time, uh, Dodge, you speak with Dr. Halstead and want to persuade him about something, you got disadvantage. What? Well, you didn't impress him. Ah. He, he tells you this patient was admitted three months ago at this hospital with psychosis. Can you guess where she is now? Up on the fifth floor, I would assume. No. She is now out in the world working as a citizen. She has oh. been completely cured. That oh. is impressive. That is what we do here at Johns Hopkins. And then you kind of, and Dr. Meyer is kind of sitting very quietly at this point in the background. Um, and you see that he's actually studying a book and he kind of pushes the book towards you. And he says to the two of you, are you religious men? Dr. Martin, Dr. McGee. Grown up uh, Methodist? Yeah, that, after a bit of hesitation. I says, yes, absolutely. Inferring from the situation, that's the answer. You're supposed to say. I am not. Oh. But I do think that there are certain things that we can learn from the Bible if we read it as a historical document. And he kind of points at a, a, a piece of the text that he is reading. And he says, there are books in the Bible that are debated. Some do not think that they belong in the scripture, but there are some that are quite interesting. Have you heard of the Apocrypha? Do either of you have anything in terms of history, I think could be something that you could roll, I would say, yeah, Cthulhu history. mythos. <laughs> or Cthulhu mythos, if you have any of that. I have a cult and history. Nice. Occult is good, yes, and history is good. So roll either, whichever you'd like. Dodge anything. Got, got nothing. 
it's really I, very limited. I'm looking at my, my sheet now. This I promise I have this skill, but that is that is definitely a fail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think both of you shake your head and you say no. Um, and he tells you, well, in Genesis, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. And in the Apocrypha, in a book called The Wisdom of Solomon, it's written, For God created man to be immortal, and made him to be an image of his own eternity. The righteous, because they are made in the image of God, can rest in the full hope of eternal life. The wicked, because they choose to participate in the company of the devil, are subject to death. What do you think that means? I would think our responsibility to our patients lasts at that is out of our jurisdiction, shall we say. Dodge just wants to answer the question the way that he thinks that the answer, that the asker wants the question answered. So mm-hmm. having now learned that this person is a skeptic of religion, he will think that it's BS. Is that what you say? Like, this is bullshit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Not, like, psychotic crazy, but, you know, academically invalid crazy. Well, as I said, potentially, if we don't, if we aren't religious, we don't have to take this at its face value. But I do think that historically it does have some implications. I take it to mean that we are made to be an imitation of perfection, and we should strive for perfection, which is what we do every day at Hopkins. That was going to be my second answer. So good. I'm glad we agree there. There are imperfections in this world. Those can be imperfections of the body. Those can be imperfections of the mind. And so, those patients who are here as psychiatric patients, we may interpret that to be imperfections of the mind. And we are here to correct that. Awesome. How? We are developing new techniques every day. And one of the techniques that we can teach you, should you choose, over the course of the next few weeks, I like to call the final treatment. Okay, that doesn't sound ominous. What, what is that? It, like, what's the abstract of that concept? It will take time. It's difficult to describe all of that in just one session with the two of you. But if you'd like to come with me, I will take you to the fifth floor. Oh, we were like ban- banned from this before, right? Previously, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys okay with that? Are you saying yes? Lead the way. Basically, the four of you start to make your way up to the fifth floor, and we'll hop over now uh, to our nurses who um, are going to meet Dr. Kelly on the general medicine wards. So, Cyril. We yes. Have you uh, wanted to be a nurse for long? Oh, you know, um, no, I, um, when I grew up, I was more interested in, um, you know, um, food and uh, the restaurant business. Um, but, you know, it is a, a, a cutthroat competition to, to be in this. And, and I thought, I, I need to find something to do with myself. And, and I thought, well, I could help people. And, and being a nurse is a good way to do that. Um, and as the two of you talk and make your way up to the general medicine wards, um, which is, if you remember, floor two, you see another, you know, middle-aged man walking. Piercy's doing rounds. There's again um, those that circle with kind of rooms all around, and you see with him is Nurse Jane. And Nurse Jane sees the two of you and kind of waves you over. Nod at her and lead both of us, both of us over there. And as soon as you kind of reach them, they knock on a door and they enter a patient ward. As you enter, you see this what appears to be quite a large room. It's not a single patient room. It's kind of just looks like maybe like a general male ward. There's lots and lots of beds kind of just like lining the entire room. It's pretty sterile. It's a hospital and kind of each patient is lying in their room. Um, As you watch, Dr. Kelly kind of moves up to the first patient, picks up the chart that's kind of clipped to the end of the bed and starts to flip through it. He turns to you and he says, Welcome. My name is Dr. Howard Kelly. I am actually the chief of gynecology, but I am taking call today from Dr. Osler, who's away. Wait, wait, wait. How attractive is this guy? (laughs) I mean, he's like average. Yeah, but compared to the other doctor who we said was... Oh, Halstead is more attractive. Okay, okay. All right, Kelly. All right. Well, we're a little disappointed we have to work with him, but fine. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And so he tells you basically in this very 
kind of it, it's very like 1889 where he's not really taking the, hu the human component of medicine into uh, thought here. But he tells you, this man has suffered from appendicitis. He had his appendix removed yesterday and is now recovering in the hospital. Um, he turns to the gentleman and he says, how are you feeling today? And the guy kind of like nods. He's just had surgery yesterday. He's not like super awake because they still use ether at this time. Aww. Surreal's heart goes out to him. This, this poor guy who had his appendix out. Um, but he actually, he looks at you and he smiles as, as he's kind of like, you know, replying and he says, I, I, I feel, I feel good. I feel good. Um, hopefully I can go home soon. Oh, hopefully you can. And, and I want to, I want to turn, um, to Charles and be like, this is what I want to see. Look, he's so happy. And kind of as you go with Dr. Kelly, he kind of does the same thing. He goes down to every single bed, picks up the chart. Uh, tells you about the patient's diagnosis in a pretty sterile way, addresses the patient, does his exam, sees how they're doing, and realize that pretty much all the patients seem pretty happy with their care overall. And as you finish the round through that ward, he turns to you and says, what are your thoughts about it the first day? And this is, you know, this has taken like probably an hour. He's seen all the patients. Very interesting. I, you certainly have everything ordered and all hands on deck. I, I nothing but impressed by your organization in this hospital it far exceeds what i've experienced in my previous employer well only the best doctors work here we only recruit the best we are here to make people their best i'm happy to be part of it yeah and and i'll say i'm magnifique i i love it i i do not know much but i'm learning so much and i love all of my co-workers and my heart is full she's just very you know. Nurse Jane will turn to you at this point and tell you, this is where you'll be working for the next several weeks. We'll see how you fit in with the general medicine patients. And if after that you have requests, we may move you to a different ward to your liking. You may stay here and work for the rest of your day, tend to the patient's needs, see what the doctor's orders are, and provide them with the appropriate medications, bandages, what may be. And so uh, the two of them will leave you to the wards um, to take care of your patients. Um, <laughs> uh, I have no training whatsoever, so hopefully not. Like, <laughs> if I if I have to do a medicine check or whatever, I, I have a, a one, so it's not going to go well. Yeah, what could go wrong? Could go wrong? <laughs> so what would the two of you like to do now that you've been left al not alone in this ward? There are probably other nurses as well. Anything you'd like to do? Uh, I would like to uh, maybe talk with another uh, nurse uh, to kind of gauge, you know, just kind of like what uh, what we're expected to do and also kind of get a general idea of um, how happy they are to be working here uh, after, you know, several weeks rather. Because I mean, I'm, I'm impressed early on, but I want to make sure that this is not just window dressing. You know, I, I felt the same way at my previous job and got uh, yeah. fed up with it after just a month. I'm, I'm starting to think his previous job was pretty terrible. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so you approach um, the, the nurse who seems to be uh, standing um, at the head of one of the beds. She appears to be probably in her late 30s. She's looks efficient, neat, well put together, just like Nurse Jane did. And she turns to you and says, welcome to the ward. Welcome. Uh, my name is Charles. Uh, this is Cyril. We are, Ajante. Hello, I'm Martha. We are your new Martha. Pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Really excited to be working with everyone here. Um, is there anything we should know uh, from, you know, an experienced nurse's point of view on uh, how to best, I guess, impress and do our jobs to the best of our abilities. Well, every day you should come in early, 7.30, check in on all of your patients and see them before the doctors come and round on them. They'll want to know everything from their vital signs to how they were doing overnight, whether or not they've eaten, drank, if they've had nausea, vomiting, any symptoms. And so you should see all of your patients before then. Since the two of you are new, I'm going to assign you just one patient each, but know that a full nurse should be able to carry at least three patients. Understood. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm feeling anxious already about my one person. Like, what if they die? <laughs> what if they die? <laughs> so she's gonna assign you to the first gentleman that you came across, Cyril. She's gonna assign you to the gentleman that is here recovering from his appendicitis. Oh good, he seems like he's pretty much 
stable. Charles, she's gonna assign you actually to um, another woman um, that you saw on rounds with Dr. Kelly, but um, basically she's here um, also just recovering from what appears to be a bout of pneumonia. Okay. Can I ask, um, is it clear what the hierarchy of nurses? Is Nurse Jane kind of like the top nurse? Yeah, so she introduced herself as the head nurse, so she's like kind of like the nurse manager, supervisor, whatever that may be. Darn it. Um, <laughs> I was try, and, kind of trying to go over her head, but okay. And, and so you have like nurses who are like leading up kind of like each department, I guess you could say. Um, and so here, <laughs> here, um, it seems, it does seem like Martha is like pretty high up on like the nursing hierarchy because she's right. giving you roles. Well, I want to tell her, um, Mademoiselle, I just want to say that I um, I have a special permission to wear this hat, and so you'll see me in this hat, but please don't worry. It's it's just uh, part of my uniform. Um, and I will check with Nurse Jane, of course, and I'm sure she has given you permission. Well, I have permission, so you can check with her, but also I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> Roll a persuade. <laughs> My persuade should be good. Oh, okay, fifty-nine, and I have sixty. Okay, so it's okay, not great. terrible. Easy. You just Easy. barely scraped by, and she kind of like she like looks at you a little bit weird, but she's like she kind of has that like look in her face, like you kind of see her thinking. She's like, oh well, she's kind of foreign, maybe. Okay, <laughs> she kind of like lets like, you go about uh, your day. And I I want to say to Charles. I do have permission. Like, I don't know why everybody doesn't believe me. I didn't know it was an issue. I think it's a lovely hat. Thank you. It was from my grandmare. Oh, one more question, Nurse Martha. For patients that are more severe, obviously we probably won't be put under their uh, uh, direct supervision right off the bat. However, I've heard of treatments for the worst patients where they just, you know, remedy after remedy fail. I've heard this term called the final treatment. Do you know what? Have you ever heard of that? No, we don't use that here on the general medicine wards. Oh, but you've heard of it? No. Oh. <laughs> At least not here. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I heard it. I read it somewhere. I can't remember. I'm, I'm quite a reader. I go to the library a lot. I don't have much of a life, unfortunately. But uh, no, I'm just curious because I, I haven't had a chance to speak one-on-one -on -one with any of the doctors and I, I didn't want to get too uh, close with uh, Nurse Jane, because I know that you, you got to keep that professional atmosphere. I didn't want her to think I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I was just curious. I just I just like to learn. I'm kind of stammering because I feel like I... Is there a way to roll to see if I think she's deceiving me or anything? or if? Uh... Yeah, I think so. So there's like a psychology, kind of like psychoanalysis. So you can roll one of those and see if you feel like there's something off. Ooh, I've got 50 in psychology. That is a 33, so I, uh, success, normal success, success. You get the sense that she's telling you the truth, like she's never heard of what you're telling her. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate the uh, input, and uh, if I need anything with um, my patient, I will uh, reach out to you or Nurse Jane. And then, so the two of you are going to go and take care of your patients. Do you guys want to say anything to your patients? When I get there, I'll introduce myself as a uh, nurse charles uh so you just call me charles yeah, nurse charles sounds kind of this is back when there probably weren't a whole lot of male nurses but you know i, I don't have a problem with it but you can you can even call me chuck i'm sorry i'm are you feeling all right I, this isn't about me this is about you are you uh, are you doing okay yeah and you have this very sweet appearing 60 maybe 70 year old woman if you open her chart you could actually look at her age who's sitting in front of you and she's smiling and she says oh thank you chuck How's the uh, lungs? I, I understand you had pneumonia. Oh, yes, but I, I'm, I'm doing much better now. The doctors here are so amazing. They do seem to be very professional and and competent. I, I do agree with that. Uh, is there anything I can get you, ma'am? Oh, no, I'm doing quite all right. And she kind of gives this cough that sounds horrendous. It's like this... Rattled. Hacking, <laughs> rattling cough that's coming from deep within those lungs. I'm so glad I don't have her. You sure, ma'am? I could get you some water, uh, maybe some hot tea. That would help clear out the congestion a little bit. Oh, that would be just lovely. Okay. Um, and if you need anything, just uh, I'll be back around uh, at least every uh, quarter of the hour. That sounds just fine. All right, well, I will be right back with your tea. And Cyril, are you going to talk to your patient? Yes, did I get his name? I already forgot you it. You didn't. Oh, no, good. you didn't get okay. his name. Uh, hello, monsieur. Um, what is your name? Uh, 
You know, you you can find it in the chart. <laughs> does he not remember? Does he not remember his name? That's what he tells you. Oh, I say. Oh, okay. All right, I check the chart. Uh, you see, his name is is Benedict. His last name is McCoy. He's actually a pretty young gentleman. He looks like he's about you know maybe like in his twenties. And if you look in his chart, you find that he's. 25. Oh, but he doesn't remember remember his name. I say, Benedict, do you remember your name? Is that your name? Uh, yes, if, if you say so. I do not say so, but this, this chart did say so, so. <laughs> and and we can kind of laugh and, and say, like, we trust the chart. <laughs> he doesn't laugh. He looks at you and seems, has this kind of blank expression on his face and seems a little bit confused. Oh, okay. Um, I, can I write on the on the chart? Patient seems confused. <laughs> you can't. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I want to try to do a nursely thing for him. What sure. What should I do? Can I Can I roll and see what kind of thing I do? You can roll. Uh, so a I medicine got check if you like a sixty five, and my medicine is one. So what terrible thing do I do to this poor guy? <laughs> I think you probably go and take off his dressing. Okay. To All like right. look at it, but okay. you don't do it correctly. Oh, okay. All right. Just so I'm gonna take it off. Right his, off. Yeah, I'm like trying to <laughs> to undo his dressing, but it's like a hot mess, and it kind of like gets tangled, and like maybe some blood is kind of spurting, and I'm like, oh, oh Jesus! Oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, oh la la! Like this is far too much blood. I already saw some blood today. Oh no, oh, I'm growing faint. Oh, my <laughs> and um, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sit down, but like the blood is still spurting. Oh my god! <laughs> so Nurse Martha is gonna come over and help you, and she says, "Oh my gosh, help me!" The dressings do not come off until 48 hours after surgery. And she <laughs> I quickly wraps the wound back up. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is my first day, and I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know why they're letting me do this. I thought I would get some training. <laughs> she she kind of gives you like a, a look because you know you've been to nursing school and so like you would know some things about nursing. Well, they um, they think I've been to nursing school. They think you've been to nursing school. I've, I've got a one for for medicine check. Listen, listen, I'm I'm supposed to be here, but I just need a little bit of a little bit of help. She she's gonna help wrap up the patient and she's gonna like do it for you so that she like that so that you can learn from it like four from her, okay. um, but she is not impressed by you. And the next time you want something from her or really any of the head nurses, cause she's gonna talk about you, you get to roll with disadvantage. Uh oh. You know, none of the nurses like me, but it's okay, the doctors will. <laughs> oh, just, just boy. <laughs> um, and as Cyril is letting the blood spurt out of her patient, <laughs> Um, let's go to Spencer, who is down in the cafeteria. Now, uh, you want me to take these? Uh, what, what room am I bringing these? Uh, how many lunches do I have here? Is this one tray with a couple, or is this just one tray with one specific room here? She she gives you, like, several trays, and so they're kind of, like, all stacked up. They're pretty light in okay, general. They're just, is... like, trays with food. They're, uh, and, and you, you have about, like, ten or so, and you see that each tray is labeled with, like, a piece of paper that has the room number. And from from my stack of trays, can I, knowing what, uh... Yeah, they're small trays. They're not, like, they're not, like, huge, okay. like, you're thinking, like, big cafeteria Yeah, I'm always trays. thinking no, they're like. Tray. They're like small trays that have like the food like kind of packaged into them, you know, like containers and things like that. But they're not, and they're like stacked, but you know, you could easily carry 10 trays. Okay. Um, can I see the numbers on any specific trays? Yeah, you can, you see that they're in order. They're very orderly here. Okay. So you see the top one and the top one says like room two. Okay. And it just goes from there. And it just goes down, you assume. Okay, all right. So is there any uh, specific protocol for when I actually uh, get up there? Am I just going to go hit room to room to room? Do I knock? Is there anything I say to them? Like, lunch is ready? Like, what's Did up? Mary not tell you? No, actually, I wasn't here for that part of the meeting. You open the slots. You take the old tray. You put the new tray in. You don't talk to the patients. You don't say anything. You don't unlock the door. All you right. don't interact with them in any way. Slot. Tray. No interaction. That's it, huh? That's it. And you come back with the dirty trays. Tomorrow we do it all over again. Wash, rinse, repeat. My kind of gig. G give him a smile, a nod, and begin to make my way to the 
long, long trek upstairs and uh, make my way all the way up to the fifth floor. First one is number two. Mm-hmm. Just going to look around the area. Are there, um, other than the slots, they're just doors? Are there any uh, 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 boards with what these patients might have uh, any information on? Are there names anywhere? You can roll, if you have it, a spot hidden check or an investigation check, if you'd like. Spot hidden is a 25, but investigation is... Uh, I don't know if you may... You may not have taken that. It's It may be like an additional thing. Yeah, I did not take investigation. Mm-hmm. So, 25. Uh, that is a 16. Again, a 1-0 okay. and a 6. So you notice that on the doors, they are very plain. They have a number. They have the door handle. There's no windows that allow you to look into the room. There's that sliding door that you see on every single door that's like right along the bottom. And that's pretty much it. You too notice the blood spatters on the door handles or next to the door handles of rooms 15 and 19. Um, But you rolled so well that you also notice that between the rooms 15 and 16 is an unmarked door okay so with my with my rounds i will Mm -hmm. do as i'm told for every other room here i will open the slide Mm -hmm. take the old tray out put the new tray in Mm -hmm. shut it close it and then when i come across the unmarked door i will do a little bit of investigation because it just seems out of place to me and Looks like there should be a... Am I missing a tray here? Did I do something messed up? Yeah, this door does not have a slide on the bottom. And if I checked if it's unlocked? Yeah, you can try. It's actually, it's locked. And I do have this key that I was given, right? You have this key. I am going to try this key. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You try the key and the door opens. I'm going to take a peek without walking in. And at the first sign of anything, shutting and locking it. You open the door and you peek in, and it's a dark room. There's no lights in it at all, Um, but you don't see anyone. You actually just see rows and rows of files. And this was between 15 and 16. Okay. 15 and 16. Okay. Shut the door, lock it, continue on with my rounds. You're going to keep going. So as you come to door, you're going to go to door 19 as well, I'm assuming, in 15? Making all my rounds as necessary. Other than that one room, I was going to do everything before I hit that empty room. Or okay. An unmarked room, I should say. So you were going to, okay. So when you come to room 19 and you go to slide that door open and you reach in to take the empty tray, um, roll a dodge for me. Okay, rolling a dodge. That's a 75. <laughs> So that's a fail. (laughs) Um, So as you reach your hand in to take out the tray, as you grab the tray and start to pull it back out to you, this pallid white hand kind of shoots out through that slot and just grabs your hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. What the the hell? What I'm going to have you do, what is your build? It is zero. Zero. Okay. So this patient has kind of grabbed onto you and they're gonna they're grabbing you so tightly that you take two points of damage um what kind of damage standard damage uh so this is actually um this is hit points okay. yep so i'm at 11 they are now. like drawing they're drawing blood like is that they're like gripping you so tightly that basically they're like cutting off blood flow and this is a 19 right so i would would i have an extra an extra tray next to me to like try to whack their hand yeah, you can do that if you'd like. Yeah, I want to you whack can... their hand because being taken by surprise and knowing yeah. the only thing I know to just grab something and try to attack it as it's grabbing mm-hmm. me. And how would I go about attacking? So you're going to roll a fighting brawl, um, which should be under your investigator skills. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a zero, zero and an eight. And an eight. So basically you have an eight. Oh, yeah. Well, fighting brawl is a 25. It goes 25, 12, and five. Okay, so basically you have a hard success, meaning that okay. you've done extra well. And so um, the patient, who, whoever, that has grabbed your hand did not roll well enough. And so you use the tray to whack the hand, and they let go with a hiss. What the hell was that? Oh, man, maybe uh, oh, maybe he was right about coming up here. You hear a voice um, that says, you should leave. You shouldn't yes. be here. Yeah, no shit, I should you leave. Should I leave. shouldn't be here. I'm going to grab my shit and go. 
Enjoy your lunches. <laughs> Go ahead and take five sanity damage. Son of a bitch. Well. <laughs> I, I would like to make sure that once I leave here, uh, yep. uh, I, I I do everything I can to go find uh, uh, go find Oscar. Yeah. So before before you're able to run down the stairs, I'm assuming you're like booking it. I got trays. It's still a job. Yeah. I got my trays. I'm trying to grab everything yeah. I can. He's doing that fast walk. Yeah, you're doing uh, that fast walk. Before uh-huh. you can leave, like essentially, like before you can go down towards the stairs, um, you see doctors Halstead, the four gentlemen walking up the stairs towards oh, that fuck. floor. Oh, God, God. <laughs> hey, um, um, uh, 19, 19, hand, wrist. Uh, uh, God, um, um, just trying to give him lunch. Sir, and then, are you all right? Uh, uh, Dr. Halstead's ar- addressing you. I- I'm a little bit in shock there, sir, Mr. Uh, Mr. Halstead. Um, uh, I just, uh, just trying to deliver some lunches in, uh, uh door number 19. They, uh, they reached out, they grabbed me. I, um, didn't want to have to, but I gave him a whack with one of the trays and they let go, but somebody said I shouldn't be here. All three of you see Dr. Halstead give Dr. Meyer a look, and Dr. Meyer says, yes, we have been having some issues with patient 19. Allow me. And you see him take out a set of keys from his pocket, goes to 19, unlocks the door, opens it, disappears inside. Um, and Dr. Halstead turns back to the two of you and says, perhaps today is not the best day for us to be taking a tour of the fifth floor. Off you go. Um, go ahead and study up. I will see you first thing in the morning, eight o'clock rounds. Is that safe for Dr. Meyer there? Doesn't he like wanna? Oh, I assure you, Dr. Meyer knows exactly what he's doing. He's perfectly safe. Cause he just, when we look at his hand, it's all, it's all messed he- up now. Was yeah. Oh, little... so you, you're looking at Spencer's hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, look look at that. It's looking like you can see like the redness of where that patient has grabbed him by the hand. He did that Spencer, little... you are gonna bruise there. Did that through a food slot, and then the other Dr. Meyer just, just went in there. Dr. Meyer has his methods. He's one of the best psychiatrists in the world. I assure you, he will be perfectly fine. You yeah. one of the uh, you one of the new interns? Yeah. What's up? Oh. Well, you came a lot yeah. later than a Frenchie, so you're uh, <laughs> you're next <laughs> on the list. <laughs> a lot later than the Frenchie. Oh, fence taken. <laughs> oh man, oh man, like my, my wrist, like look at it, like it it grabbed me, like it had pale hands, like as if. Can we was... uh, medicine roll this thing? His wrist. Uh, sure. Yeah, you like to to try and heal it, or to try and like learn what it is. Yeah, we just want to. I'm not. I'm just gonna study it. You know. Does this hurt? Just poking it. <laughs> I have an extreme success. In your medicine roll? Okay. Yeah. Completely fail it. I think that's a wrist. What do you think, Dr. Martin? <laughs> I, I think you are correct. Do, do you concur? <laughs> Dr. McGee, this is wrist indeed. And Oscar, are you trying to figure out what's going on? Or are you trying to um are you trying to like help him? What's going on? I'm as as Dr. McGee was saying, investigating. Like I'm trying to see what has happened to the wrist. And what what is the cause? I'm looking at it as a forensic analyst. What is the cause of this injury? So I mean, it's exactly as uh, as Spencer told you. It looks very much like something. It's like almost like not to the point of a crushing injury, but someone has grabbed this hand really, really hard and dug in their nails essentially to this to this hand. And so you can see that the hand, that the arm itself, the wrist, has turned red. Um, you can tell that it's going to bruise. And as you look at the kind of front part of the wrist, um, kind of right where the blood vessels are and where all the tendons are, you see four half moon shapes of the nails of someone that has dug their nails into this wrist. Hasn't drawn blood, but it certainly looks uncomfortable. Now, now Oscar, when when that hand came out, it it, it looked as if it was uh, something that had uh, you know you ever you know go swimming in the ocean for like eight hours at a time and never come out because you know you, you take care of your business and can't you know. say that I have. It, it, it was not like, a thing, like a club hand. Like it was all pale and white. I wouldn't be too surprised. The uh, the rooms here seem to be quite dark. Um, yes. just also a heads up between uh, fifteen and sixteen. There's no. There's an extra door. Are you saying this in front of Dr. Halstead as well? I thought Dr. Halstead moved. 
Dr. Myers was the one that went oh, into Myers. the room. Oh, Myers. No, Dr. I, Halstead. I am so not, there's two attending physicians here I right am now. not giving Oscar that data yet. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I thought the doctors, like the main ones, had walked in the room. Just not saying that yet. If you want to stay up here, if one of you wants to try and persuade Dr. Halstead to go, you can also try that. Yeah, Dr. Halstead, this is, seems like a great uh, learning opportunity because this kind of thing can happen on any ward frequently. Can we just observe? Roll a persuade with disadvantage. Should have taken the drink. <laughs> so remember to, um, when, when you're doing that, to roll your tens place twice and take the higher number. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. I failed catastrophically. Okay. He says, no, today, I think we've had enough learning today. Tomorrow, we will certainly learn more on rounds. Come with me. Let's go downstairs. And he starts to kind of motion to the two of you as he starts to head down the stairs. I kick Oscar. Like, like to hurt not, him? Hang not, back. not like hard, but like just like tap him as I'm carrying my, uh, my trays. Like, like hang back Oscar. and keep your distance. What? Okay. Yeah, that kind of thing. A tap. Mm-hmm. So are the two of you gonna, are, are you guys following Dr. Halstead down? But like following the two of you, are you trying to like, you're trying to like stay back a little bit? Yeah, dragging our feet. a little bit. Okay. Are the two of you trying to like talk quietly and like not have him hear you? I will be trying to talk quietly. Okay, then roll a stealth check for me. I got a 90 in stealth. <laughs> the sneakiest. The sneakiest <laughs> lunch lady in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watch, watch what he's sneaking came. into the food. That's a 42. Right? Yeah, so that uh, is is a hard success. So yes, absolutely. Dr. Halstead is probably occupying himself with um, Dr. McGee, trying to get him downstairs, and is not noticing the two of you. Hey, uh, yeah. Oscar, um, yeah. you know, what, what you said, uh, room 15, there's actually another room right next to it. Um, it's not even marked. There's a, there's nothing there. There's not even like a food slide between 15 and 16. That's interesting. I... I have this key. You know, curiosity. You know, you heard the stories. It kills a cat. Thank God it didn't kill me, but that hand coming out almost did. Scared me to fucking death. Um. Did you see what was in the unmarked room? Yeah, there's a bunch of files. Look, file cabinets, like, see, left to right. When I was up here earlier, the, uh, door to, the door to 15 was unlocked. And there was blood on the handle, and the patient's... I, I wouldn't want to live like that. Hang on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a little more time. And I drop the trays. Oh damn it! How would you react, Dodge? How Holstead basically turns around. Oh, Dodge would have dodged the crap out of those trays as they're scattering down the floor. Are, are you dropping it downwards I, like, I, I'm onto just, the doctor? I'm just dropping it in my place just to like cause some commotion to uh, uh, give us a little bit more time. Okay. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I'm so sorry. Oh, my apologies, Doc. It, it, it's my, my it's my first day here. Not used to this many stairs. Oh Roll man! Roll a persuade with advantage here, because you, you do have a legit reason. Oh yeah, I got a fucking ten. So, <laughs> oh wait, that was a six. I did a sixty-six, so I have to roll the other one. Uh, I I did not. I had a <laughs> ten for. So, um, Doctor Halstead says. I will forgive this because it's your first day, but you need to clean this up. Uh, absolutely. My, my apologies, sir. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get this taken care of. Just, I'm, I'm a little... he stays. He's going to watch you do it so that he is kind of like onto you. He thinks that you're, you know, he, he basically is like, you're doing this so that you can go back upstairs to the yep, fifth yep. floor. Hey, no, no worries. I, I got this, everybody. Um, you, you go head down there. I, I'll take care of this myself. And I'm, I'm quickly scooping up all of the trays, putting them in a row, um, hanging them off one of the steps and scooping up everything else that I need to to put them on the trays. Oh, man, I can't believe I did this. This is oh, so embarrassing for the first day. Dodge <sighs> or Oscar, do either of you stay to help or are the two of you leaving? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, he doesn't know me. He has That's no true, idea who I am. I'm just I'm, he's going to keep chatting up Dr. Halstead, you know. Okay. Let okay. me give you a hand there, Spencer. What do you say to Dr. Halstead, Dodge? Oh, um, he asked him, he, he'll more like ask questions about like, so, you know, what, how does this program look? Like when do we start? 
you know, uh, helping out in the, the operating theater, etc., etc. When you have shown that you are able to function and do the duties of an intern and know the medical knowledge, he kind of like looks at you because you did not answer his question correctly previously. <laughs> yeah. um, you will be allowed privileges in the operating room theater. I mean, listen, it's our first day, so we shouldn't be too cocky. You eventually clean up the mess, Spencer and Oscar, and the four of you eventually get back to the first floor. The rest of the day kind of goes by without any incidents. And uh, go ahead, uh, Spencer, what were you going to do? As I made my way back to the cafeteria, um, who were the um, oh, who were the uh, cafeteria ladies that I spoke to? And and Ruth. Yeah, Anne and, and Mary. Ruth. Mary. Yep, Anne, Ruth, um, and Mary. They, go up they to have them. some classic names. Hey, um, Anne, Mary. Now I understand why you didn't want to go up there. There's a... Uh, look at my wrist. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... Uh, <laughs> that looks really bad. Um, um, I mean, something like that hasn't really happened. Not something that bad hasn't happened to any of us, but now you understand? Absolutely. This is a... Uh, uh, understand. I, I can't... I can't ever see uh, y'all putting yourselves into harm's way, so whenever you want me to, I'll go ahead my my way up there and take care of everything. Mary and Ruth actually take this quite well, and they're like, no, no, we'll, we'll trade off with you. I mean, it's not fair for you to do it every single day. I, I can't it's see just... some, some fine ladies like you, you know, kind-heartedly just putting, oh. uh, <laughs> putting yourself in such a... It, it's not right. All right, well, there still is tomorrow. Yeah, um, there is. And so we'll, we'll see how things go. My heart's still beating. Yeah. I need some that, coffee. It does that. The rest of the day passes really without incidents. Um, and night comes and uh, the five of you go back to your dorms. Dodge, you uh, have one of the rooms downstairs on the first basement level, just like everybody else. I immediately, when I get into my room, I'm, I'm like gotten more and more jittery as the day has gone on. And I immediately go to my uh, uh, suitcase, unzip it, and pull out my little bottle, uncork it, take a big gulp, sit down, <sighs> kind of take a couple deep breaths, recork it, stick it uh, under my mattress of my bed, and then just kind of uh, mm -hmm. relax for about the next 15, 20 minutes as it kicks in a little bit. How much of that bottle do you have left? I'd say it's about eight ounces. It's probably about four ounces left. So you've got about half that bottle left. Yeah. Okay. So it might be gone in a couple of days? Possibly. So night falls. Do all of you go to sleep? Eventually. I think I would want to see how everyone's day went. Okay. Um, yeah. If you want to reconvene and I'll talk. I just yell out the door, Oscar, new guy was <laughs> uh, Don, Dommy, Dodge. At this point, Dodge would be I, I'm pretty embarrassed and upset that he missed the questions like multiple questions today so he's just like reading through like random textbooks he like found his bible he's like reading through the bible to like study up so he doesn't miss a question on that then i feel like you're speaking so from a deep personal experience <laughs> hey, can, we, can we go to the next scene <laughs> ben go ahead what's your medicine right now like what's your percentage are you asking ben or Dodge. No dodge. 61. <laughs> 61. Go ahead and give yourself um, a, two more points in medicine. Aww. Oh, that's yeah, all you, that, That's all it takes? I wish it was if you're actually real spend, life, well, <laughs> you're, not, you're not engaging in the conversation right now with the others, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're spending is, all I, night studying. I go got ahead. it. Hey, if we points. spend all night talking, do we get plus two to persuade? No. I, I will go find Oscar. Okay. So Oscar is standing outside his room looking at the doorknob. No, out, not outside your room, outside of Oscar's <laughs> room. He hasn't quite brought himself to go in yet. <laughs> ah. Hey, what's, uh, hey, I was coming to get, I was actually coming to get you. Spencer, you startled me. Yeah, sorry. Um, I made that commotion on the stairs because I wanted to give you the offer of, I, I have that room key. I know you were curious as to what was going on up there. I, my whole thing is I don't need the key. I was given it. All I have to do is open up a flap and give him food. Honestly, if anybody says, like, where's the key? Oh, hell. It was in my left hand when 19 grabbed my hand and they got the key inside. Well, you you need the key to open the slots, yeah? Oh, yeah. shit. Hey, you guys in there? Ah, it's Charles. How's your day? Can I come in? Come in, Charles. 
Please it was kind of it was kind of shitty, Charles. Hey, how about yours? Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Got a new patient, a little nice little lady. Uh, pneumonia recovery. Not too exciting. I'm much calmer, and I'm just like super happy again. So, uh, what about you? What what happened to your hand? Room nineteen on the fifth floor. What the? Like what happened? Food delivery service gone wrong. Patient reached out and grabbed his hand. Mm-hmm. With a surprising Ooh, amount yeah. of force. I've been um, there. I've been it there. Look like, like you've been up there. Room no, I've I've been where I've had that happen to me before. I, I remember I used to work in a mental ward. Oh uh, shit! Helps being a big guy. I've I've had to wrestle a few people off me. Hey, Oscar, who's that uh, new kid? Uh, There's a new guy. It's a Doctor Dodge McGee. It's another what? medical intern. Dodge McGee, the the boxer. Does he have any idea what he's getting himself into? Is he was he a boxer? Hell yeah, he was one of the best boxers in the area. Where's he at? I want to see that son of a bitch. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. Hey, Dodge, you, where you at? I just you getting down the hallway. names confused there? Dodge. He <laughs> would, would Dodge hear this? <laughs> I'm yelling down the hall. What do you hear? Yeah, he's yelling. Like, if he's yeah. yelling down the hall, you would absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. hear it. Yeah. Yeah, Dodge like pokes his head out, like hold up his book. Holy he cow! Says, oh my gosh! How you doing, buddy? Is that Charles? Is that Charles? Hey, man! What are you doing here? I'm a medical intern now. What are you doing here? I'm a nurse. Don't oh, don't look wow. too impressed. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. When? How long you've been here? Uh, just today. <laughs> Me too. That's crazy. Well, that's... What are we all doing out here? Is, Shouldn't we all be studying? For what? I'm yeah, a nurse. To learn. You already know. I, I learn. I learn on things? the job. Okay, okay. I just. I give him a big smile, being a smartass. Oh, yeah. Okay, so okay. you know him. You've met me before. Do you know everybody else around here? Oh, Saru. Uh, no. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I already retired. I sorry. I'm asleep. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like yelling down. <laughs> the She's got to have her beauty sleep. She's probably got the mask on and everything. Yes, that's exactly right. It's like, oh, oh shoot, like, what time some is kind it? of club oh. here? Like, yeah, are we like, what time is are, it? Are we just meeting like in the hallway or you're meeting like in the a, hallway, but like it's late. Oh, it's it? late. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. Uh, remember like the, the way that the, the rooms are set up. There's no like general place. It's this big like cylinder, yeah, like yeah. circular place. Yep. And so all of your rooms are around that circle. And then there's like, and basically there's like no place really to congregate in the hall. Yeah, I'm just like super Listen, happy right now. Listen, I had now. A, a rough day. There was yeah. a lot of blood. <laughs> did Cyril just pop her head out and say that and be like, leave me alone? No, I already went to sleep. You know when you're just like really, really tired at the end of a long day and you like pass out? Uh, she didn't even take oh, her yeah. clothes off. She just fell asleep. So she still has the hat. I feel that. She still has the hat. Is it still askew? <laughs> it's still askew. <laughs> just it's, right. It's pinned. Are you guys going to keep talking? Go to bed. Y'all have early morning. After I realize I think... what time it is, I'm just gonna. Well, that was a bad idea to give you that. Never mind. Um, see y'all in the morning. We should retire. Think... Though I, I recommend <laughs> keeping an eye on the, the psych ward on the fifth floor. Something's, something seems strange. Yeah, something's wrong up there. Is a hold on my wrist. Oh yeah, I think. Well, let's go. I'll go yeah. take a look. No, no, no! You're not going up there right yeah. now. Why not? Uh, yeah, trust why not? Me. That sounds like a yeah, wait. I'm yeah. not gonna go in any of the rooms. I used to work. I mean, they did tell us we're not supposed to go up there, though, didn't they? Yeah. I probably don't want to do that on my first day. That would be kind of dumb to go up there on my own without permission. <laughs> At some point, we should. That's a good way to get yourself killed. <laughs> that was just a stab at me. <laughs> At some point, we should have a conversation with Dr. Meyer, head of psychiatry here. What I heard I of had... Dr. Meyer and the psychology... Yeah, well, okay, yes, because you were uh, someone who worked in psychiatry. Yes, he is a very well-known psychiatrist. Okay. And you would know his full name as well. No, I would I would realize what time it is and be like, well, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I was a little bit uh, end-of-the-day... Uh, anxiety i guess just letting loose but uh i'll let you guys get back to sleep um but uh i'll probably do some reading you got any books on you dodge oh dodge hands him a book a random book i don't know which one yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's so 
good to see you again, Charles. I think like, you know, do you have like boxing books with you or do you just have medical books? I just have medical books now. I've left that behind. But but I think Dodge would happily hand a random book on like the physiology of the ankle or something to him. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. that sounds yeah, good. Something. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I've got this great ankle book here. Oh, sweet. Check it out. Yeah, I'll take yeah, a look at it. It's all about there's, there's so many bones in there. But yeah, I will hit the sack and uh, read up mm-hmm. and um, probably end up falling asleep around 1 a.m. because I'm still kind of uh, under the influence. Uh, has everyone gone to sleep? Yeah, after this little uh, congregation uh, in a hallway of, you know, while we're out there, no one else is congregating outside of their rooms, are they? Nope. Yeah. Gonna kind of pull myself in my room and get ready for bed. And lock the door. Click. Um, <laughs> everyone who has gone to sleep, make a luck roll. If you have taken no. sanity damage, oh no! Roll a luck roll with disadvantage. Oh, disadvantage! God no! If you went to sleep late, Matt. If you went to sleep late, also roll with disadvantage. I'd like to say that I got a twelve, so I may have gone to bed and I didn't get to talk with everyone. But boy, did I sleep well! You slept well. <laughs> All right. All right. I think uh, Dodge. So I think Dodge would have like fallen asleep like while he was reading it, like at his desk. Yep. And does that does that confer disadvantage or, or is it confer advantage? Is it sanity? is it late? Yeah. No. He like he his plan was to read through the night. Yeah. So also if you if you ro- if you fell asleep late, also roll with disadvantage. Okay. This incurred a catastrophic failure. <laughs> okay. How <laughs> catastrophic? I got a ninety-one. Oh my god! <laughs> now okay. I have a ninety-two. Oh Okay. Oh, oh, I got beat. I, and uh, beat me again, Mark. Spencer. Beat me again. I rolled an eighteen for my mm-hmm. first roll, and then I rolled mm-hmm. the first die again, and still got an eighteen. Wow. Nice. Okay. Wow. Spencer, you sleep through the night. And uh, what about Charles? Uh, well, disadvantage. So my better roll was a critical success, but uh, my regular, my other roll was a normal success. For those of you that did not have hard successes, you have nightmares. So let's start with, let's start with Dodge. Oh. You have a nightmare and you are on the ward. It's in Johns Hopkins. You are in that circular area. You reach out in your dream to door 19. You open the door and within is darkness and you see a figure within, tall, thin. They turn towards you and you see before you a figure wearing a pallid mask. Not again. He makes a low humming noise as if singing. Uh, make a listen check. Yep, fail. Okay. You hear a sing-song voice that seems to be muttering something, but you don't quite make it out. You hear what seems to be every other word. You hear Mary, Garden, Silver Bells, and Pretty Maids. You wake up in a cold sweat, and you take five sanity damage. Charles, did you have a uh, hard success? Normal. Normal. You two have a nightmare. You are standing in the surgery theater alone. The seats are completely empty. The lights are on. You turn back towards the back of the surgery theater, looking to see if anyone else is there. And you see... Dr. Halstead standing there. He's pale. He looks tired. And interestingly, he's dressed in a hospital gown. His hair is matted in a shambles and he's limping. He stretches his hand out towards you as if reaching for help. And he says, It's Will. Call me Will. And as he reaches his hands out towards you, and as he's limping towards you, you notice that his limbs seem to almost extend, and they seem to grow as they approach you. 
and as he's walking towards you, they seem to become inhumanly long as they reach towards you. And he says, my name is Will. Call me Will. And you wake up in a cold sweat and take two sanity damage. Yeah. Oscar, okay. You are standing in a ward as well. You're standing again in that round, circular room. Your hand too reaches towards the ward and you open it. Within are many beds. It's one of the general medicine wards. You see a woman standing there with her back towards you, wearing a hospital gown. She turns to you and looks at you. She's crying. And you recognize the face of the woman who you had seen get that C-section. And you see that before her is blood on the white, pale gown. Her abdomen, the wound, is open. Um, The umbilical cord is hanging out. There is no baby. You hear dragging as she slowly walks towards you. And she repeats the same words that you've heard. You need to leave. You don't belong here. You need to leave. And you too wake in a cold sweat and take five more sanity damage. (sighs) Cyril, before the night is over, you too wake up. You realize that you are still dressed in your clothes. All right, so um, Cyril, she she gets up and, you know, she watches her face and she she stares into the mirror for a long time. And then um, as as she she gets ready for bed, you know, she's taking off all her clothes and whatnot. And as she takes off her hat, well, it's it's dark, so you can't see it. But then suddenly, if, if you were to look in the window, you would see her silhouette extend and lengthen and the shadow of large wings. And we're going to leave it right there. Yay! What? What? (laughs) So I'm so glad I don't get nightmares. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of The Osler Program. Once again, I am your Game Master, Faye. You can find me on the Twitters at Captain Guy. Matt, where can they find you? I'm also on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt. And Pat, what about you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Professor PFM as well as on Instagram. Nate? You can find me waking up in a cold sweat at 3.47 in the morning <laughs> or on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones. <laughs> and what about you, Karis? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at Karis underscore N underscore Jones. And also on Instagram, though, I would have to add you. <laughs> I think my Instagram is private right now. And last but not least, Ben. Wait, oh, yeah, and Hotly Quest is one. That's not my Twitter, though. But that is a Twitter that you should follow. <laughs> that is a Twitter that is, yeah. So once again, thank you for joining us today for more occult horror and winged beasts and nightmares. Come by next week for our third episode of the Osler Program. Mm-hmm.